Set your faces to fun and hold on to your buns. Let's talk Star Trek, the next generation. With Charlie and Megan, shut up, Wesley, you're dumb. So come on, set your faces to fun. Welcome back to Set Phasers to Fun, everybody. Welcome back, my fellow Americans, my fellow Earthlings, all of our friends and companions on this, the long journey of Set Phasers to Fun. It has been a hot minute. A sparkling hot minute. A sparkling hot minute with a twist of lemon. We haven't been here since February 15th. The Picard trailer about 38 times, which That's I know right. only came out five days ago, but still, still... Between February and five days ago, it was like in preparation for the Picard trailer to drop. We knew that this was happening. We knew it was coming. But then when it happened, we didn't know what to do. Yeah, it, we were just it, it was just hair on fire, kind of four alarm, DEFCON freak out. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was so happy. The trailer's really good. Let me tell um, you how good it is, Charlie. You want to know how good it is? Yeah. I'm considering getting a CBS All Access subscription. <laughs> now, I got mine for Discovery, and I, I cancel it immediately after the last episode's over. Yeah, yeah, of course you do. Um, if I were smart, I would just get it for, like, a week, and then just watch everything and then cancel it. Binge watch everything. Yeah, but that I, is a good idea. I don't idea. do that. I watch it as it comes on. That's how they get you. That is how they get you. And that show's not very good, but... Oh, what a shame. I keep watching it. That's the discovery. Space adventures. That's the discovery in Star Trek Discovery. You discover it's not as good as you hoped. That's right. You're like, oh, <laughs> I thought this was going to be better because it had that guy from Rent in it. Uh, he's what's good. It, what's that guy's name? Anthony Rapp. Adam West. Chief Chief Officer Ed, Eddie Eddie Pontchartrain. I think his Eddie, name is in the show. Eddie Eddie Spaghetti. Eddie Spaghetti. <laughs> uh, I don't remember his name on the show. Um, yeah, that show's really not not great. Oh, I think, shame. I believe on our official Set Phasers to Fun um, account, I called it like someone on cocaine telling you about Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's a mess. But, you know, what? whatever. Well, you know what I'm thinking about, Charlie? We should talk about today, since we're obviously going to talk about the Picard trailer ad nauseum. Do we, we have to? Also, yeah, I think we should. I think we should also talk about, like, other um, Star Trek-themed shows. So not just a spinoff, but, like, there's, oh, like, a whole, like, collection of shows and movies that are sort of Star Trek-adjacent or rely on one's knowledge of Star Trek in order to pay off. Mm-hmm. And maybe we could have a little moment and talk about some of those today. I think that's a great idea. Um, I would like to first, if you don't mind... Not at all. Uh, ...kind of get us up to speed with the last six months that we've missed. <laughs> Most recently, uh, the Next, Next Generation podcast, you'll remember another Star Trek The Next Generation podcast... There's uh, more than one. Made by two married ladies. They are married people. They're not just ladies. They're all kinds of people in the marriage. Um, <laughs> they uh, they wrote us a nice letter um, thanking them for the co-shout out. That's not that interesting, but you know, whatever. Listen, anytime anyone from the outside world talks to us about Star Trek at all, we get so excited. Uh, Seymour Cassell passed away. He sure did, didn't he? He wore the beekeeper outfit in that one episode. Good job, Seymour. It was like something about a viral outbreak or something. Then, in unrelated Star Trek sighting news, I was in 
a place the other day and I ran into the guy who played the uh, guy who said he was a Vulcan but he was really a Romulan on that one episode and I looked up his name and I can't remember it and I didn't Ah. talk to him but good for you we live in the same town that's because that's how you do it in Los Angeles when you run into people who played bit roles on parts of shows that you really loved but whose names you can't remember but you want to be like ah you have to be you have to play it cool and that's what makes Charlie such a profesh good job that's me uh, if you've been on Next Generation or 30 Rock, I will know you immediately. And you will quietly look down at your, you know, flat white latte and pretend that you don't see them. Please. I get a cortado. Also, maybe my favorite, in the last month or two, my favorite thing about that's ever happened with anybody from the show has happened. Uh, somebody cut a 45 seconds of Jonathan Frakes saying, no, you're wrong, <laughs> from that, uh, I guess he had a show on sci-fi or something? Yeah, right. It was like a, it was Mythbusters before it was Mythbusters. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. would like, he would show you something, and then he would show you, and then you'd have to guess whether it was really true or not, and then half the times they made it up that is the best 45 seconds of video in the world it's false no way not this time we created it not this time no not this time it's totally made up pure fiction it's fiction it's fiction we made it up um important information that we don't get otherwise we can only get if you run into them at a starbucks in los angeles um how tall was he um he was like in, in the six foot range not as tall as I am, but you're six four. I'm six four, yeah. Yeah, so so everyone is a munchkin to you, but That's he right. was like he was like you could almost look him in the eye. I mean, I usually don't see people that are less than six feet tall, <laughs> but I saw I noticed him. <laughs> so he must be about six. Yeah, he's six about feet. six feet tall. Outstanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he still talk in a faux British accent? He didn't. Oh, he just br- brushes that out at parties, probably. Probably. It's a party trick. Also, this came across to us via the sci-fi wire. Speaking of science fiction television, the network. There is a $25 million mansion in Boca Raton, Florida, that is a Star Trek-themed house that you can live wow. in. Wow. I can live in personally? 27,000 square feet if you have $25 million. Oh, I have a Star Trek podcast. Spoiler alert, I'll bet that price is going to come down a little bit. <laughs> Um, <laughs> nine bedrooms, sixteen bath. Why are there more bathrooms than bedrooms? Because because of the you play the game, you invite your eight friends over for sleepover, and then you play musical pee, and everybody takes turns with the bathrooms. And one by one, you tape duct tape the bathrooms. Sh- you know this game. You duct tape the bathrooms shut, and then until there's only one. It's the reverse of the Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a helipad. There's a theater patent after the next generation bridge. Holy, holy uh, cow! It looks like a n- nightmare. Wow, Boca Raton. There's like an arcade room. The theater does look pretty cool. You know, when they spend that much money on a house, then you you get to name the house. And that house has a name. You know what it is? What? I have too much money and I'm going to die soon. That's, That's right. the name of that house. 
Uh, he is a uh, Tony Award-winning producer, bold venture capitalist, and tireless high-tech entrepreneur. Bold venture capitalist. Mark Bell. I hate this guy. His name is R- Mark Bell. He lives in Boca Raton. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his name would be Mark. With a C. Yeah, no, no, uh, no shade on any of our devoted listeners who happen to be named Mark. But if you're Mark and you have a $25 million house, I probably hate you. A guy in jail, Christian Bale, a girl named Gail. You never know who's gonna ride in, so set your phasers to listener mail. Our first letter comes in from Megan Gogarty. From me? Yeah. It is a, a forward. It is a forward, much unlike your... You know, your aunt might send you about uh, how the government's coming to get you. <laughs> that does uh, sound like something I'd do. There's only two forwards on this thing, so it's not quite there. But <laughs> <laughs> the subject is subject re forward colon spacing out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it comes from uh, Chris Rich. Who I believe is Megan's um, roommate and paramour. Ah, he's my hot boyfriend. Uh, is your relationship like like a Riker Deanna, like in the heyday? <laughs> is it like a is it like a Beverly and the Sex Ghost? Is it's it like, a oh, Jordy and all women? Let me tell you, I don't want to I don't want to grace you out, but it is Beverly and the Sex Ghost. Only we're both the Sex Ghosts. That's what's happening. <laughs> It's very exciting. It's ethereal. We can never see one another, but we know it's happening. It's you on. Both li- you both live in a lantern. Yeah, we both live in a lantern. Neither of us is compelled to wear, like, fisherman sweaters or argyle or anything, but, uh-huh. like, we're ready. Is your we're grandma ready. involved? Hmm? Is he, but he's previously with your grandmother? I was previously with his grandmother. Do you understand? Like, we're both <laughs> yeah, the yeah, sex yeah, ghosts. Yeah. You're both it's the good. sex ghost. Yeah, that's good. Um, are the His weather? Was, was very was a very gentle lover. <laughs> and we know for sure that the weather controllers are malfunctioning. <laughs> That's topical because of global warming. Oh, good. <laughs> We're dying. Chris takes a break from uh, his sex ghosting to write. Uh, Charlie and Megan, longtime listener, first time caller. Let me interrupt because I need to let our eight listeners know. Um, this is my hot boyfriend, uh, and he has listened to every single one of these podcasts. Every single one of the Set Phasers to Fun podcasts he has listened to, which is a lot better than anybody else I know, including myself. So, good That's work. amazing. Shout out to Chris Rich. Um, it might be controversial because of nepotism issues, but I could almost say he's an Admirals Club if he's listened to everything. <laughs> oh, and oh. he's written in. He's in the Admiral's Club. Megan is doing the air quotes and she's winking at me <laughs> and it's not it's not okay. He got four bars in the Admiral's Club, if you know what I mean. He's got the special pin that you get when you did service for the Queen or whatever the hell. I don't really know anything about the Navy, but my point is he's super hot and we have a lot of good sex. That's the point. Um ten forward as they call it. <laughs> Um, he writes in, uh, I was taking a break sexing Megan to listen to episode 35. 
And he didn't say that. Uh, and it made me think, did the Enterprise computer have an Alexa-type moment where she couldn't understand the orders? Also, what would it be like if Data went out with Janet from The Good Place? <laughs> wow. Uh, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on either, either subject. Keep up the good work. I'm looking forward to the episode 36. He sent that on December 22nd, so he's been looking forward for quite a while. Luckily, there's, he's been distracted. Uh, let's let's give him our thoughts about both subjects. What do you think of that? I sounds great. Let's one by one line them up, knock them down. Uh, oh, where the the Enterprise couldn't understand somebody. Oh, sure, I mean, like T Earl Grey hot, but instead it's like something else. Yeah. Did you say call Admiral Stamler? <laughs> <laughs> there must have been right. Uh, How could there right. not be? tea Earl Grey hot and it's like you know Pizza Hut or somebody eject the warp core (laughs) the worst at the worst moment it's always the worst moment Uh, call mom what no it also begs the question like um, it's always listening it's always listening for its name right I wonder if they have any of those privacy issues that that confound us here in the 21st century great question horrible a horrible article in the washington post a guy like uh he installed an app on his phone to tell him what was happening while he was sleeping and like a hundred apps were sending all this information about him while he was asleep yeah that was like hey jeff likes nachos yeah exactly jeff was at one two three nacho street getting some nachos and he bought some it's scary yeah, that is that is scary. But somehow the least of our worries? <laughs> Did you hear, Charlie, that apparently aliens are real? This is a thing. New York Times broke a thing. It's like, hey, we're being visited by aliens. And we're all, like, in the bunker, like, dealing with the trauma of everyday news stories. Right. We're like, whatever, come back later. We're busy. Come back uh, no, another time. I, I did not hear about this. Yeah, there's um, aliens are real, apparently. I don't know. I didn't read the article. I just saw the headline. It was like, P.S., aliens are real. And I was like, but what about Medicare for all? Like, I just couldn't. Yeah. Oh, there it is right there. Wow, what is that? Navy pilots report unexplained flying objects. Mm-hmm. And they have a photo of a real normal looking guy. Yeah, who's just like, la, la, la. Um, interesting. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, also, Bolden don't have, Frontier, where our computers ha- um, tell us when we bought nachos and aliens are visiting. Don't have time to deal with that. <laughs> Just got to keep the wheels on for another that's, couple of years. That's it. That's super it. Um, before things go to hell. Um, and then Chris also talked about another thing. Um, what would it be like if Data went out with Janet from The Good Place? Um, I bet it would be great. She's first of all, she's way more advanced, I think, as an Android than yeah, hundred percent than Data. So I think there would be some upgrading. And she can also pretend to have emotions. Yes, yeah, she can. She does a good smile. Yeah, she's wonderful. And she can use um, contractions. Yeah, she can. Yeah, she's way out of his league. Um. Who should Janet in the Good Place date, if not Data? Because she's lapped Data. Right. 
Uh, well, she likes Jason Mendoza. Yes, she does. <laughs> Man, I love The Good Place. It's so good. The Good Place is good. We should set phasers to The Good Place sometime. Josh writes in... Admiral's Club. What info do you have about the new uh, coming Picard show? We're going to get into that later. Oh, we're getting into it, Joshy. Just um, buckle up. And he also asks, how different do you think TNG would be if it were made today? Better yet, what would be different with the J.J. Abrams reboot? Um, I don't care about J.J. Abrams, but I know exactly the answer to the first part of that question. Yeah. They would try to make it, like, gritty and prestige. Uh-huh. It would be a lot of, like, you know, it would be like Battlestar Galactica. Like, it would be all, like, dirt on the halls and, like, that's what I think. And it would be all, like, moral quandaries. Well, we have the answer, and it's Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, that's like well, that's how that is. Good job. Because I guess they didn't really know what they were doing. I mean, they didn't. They weren't like setting out to like reboot this classic show, really. Right. Um, it would be different. It would. Yeah. I mean, everything has to be serialized. So everything is like we have to go to this mission, and we're going to treat. I mean, the core of Star Trek is like these little self-contained stories, and that is right. not. Um, that's not what they do anymore. No, they do lots of, like, soap opera stuff. Yeah. Um, and big sprawling. I mean, they, they attempt some, I guess, big bigger things. But I kind of just want them to go to a planet and get in trouble and then get out of it. Yeah. And maybe crack wise and learn a lesson. Yeah. Or don't crack wise. Yeah. That's and not right. have a maybe single... Ch- one wise crack. One. You need one guy to sex a planetary lady. Sure. You need a guy who knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You need a tough guy. Mm-hmm. You need a doctor. Mm-hmm. And you need a couple other guys running around. Yeah. And frankly, it would be mm-hmm. fine with me if they achieved gender parity. That'd be fine. Yeah, that'd be fine too. Sure. Yeah. Bring that in. Why does Jordy need to be a guy? He could be a lady. He could be all kinds of things. Uh, <laughs> I'll bet they would do that. I'll bet there would be a little bit more gender paritied. Yeah. Paritied. Parody? Yeah, I bet there would be. Yeah. They did, because the main character on Discovery is a lady. Mm-hmm. And her best friend is a lady. They would have the binars, and then they would have the non-binars. <laughs> <laughs> little, little gender parody humor. And they would have a crewman stationed outside the restroom, just to make sure they didn't use the, the wrong <laughs> No, it's Star Trek. Anyone can use any restroom, because they don't have any. You don't think they would have, like... That would be, like, the one law that survived from uh, now <laughs> till. No, because they don't have any. They just walk past the evaporation pad. That's what happens. That's, That's why there are right. no restrooms. They just walk past a certain square of the carpet is, like, a little warmer and spongier than other parts of the carpet. And that's because when they walk past, it gets, like, yanked out of them. They... They that's frequently the teleport. They teleport the urine... Yeah, out. they do. You, they do. Um, but just don't off. use Transporter 5 because that's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what they do as punishment. You have to work the P-Transporter. Yeah. Yeah, nobody likes that. Nope. Nobody wants to be on the P-Transport duty. But we solved it. We did. Thanks, Josh. And thus concludes our listener mail that our phaser all right, enough of our bullshit. Let's talk about the Picard trailer. Yay! It's real good. 
Especially the part where they showed Picard. Let's let's catalog all the things that we have learned just from this trailer about the future. Okay. okay. Number one, plants still exist. That's right. Number two, water still exists. Already, this is we're in an optimistic place. Like we're in a like a, a hooray future. We're not in some kind of like Mad Max Thunderdome scary type dystopian nightmare. There's still wine, you guys, in yeah. the future. I'm into that part. There's still water and plants. Um, a hundred percent. Still wooden crates that you put the Picard Family Farms logo on. Yeah, they're still in bottles. They don't. They haven't moved over to like, you know, energy pouches or whatever. Yeah. Picard is wearing a suit, I think. Yeah, he's got some kind of collar on, which is unusual. Yeah. Who's yeah. who's used to seeing Picard in a collar? They must come roaring back. Maybe, or maybe Patrick Stewart didn't know they were filming him for this. <laughs> he was just sitting in his house. And they're like, Patrick, could you look up really quick? And he does. And they're like, great, we got it. Prince. Basically, to- the whole Picard show is just one long episode of Bowfinger. That movie, that Steve Martin movie that's where they right. followed Eddie Murphy around because he didn't know he was in a movie. That's, that's right. That's, that's what it is. All the wine footage was just stock footage for my stock. Uh, and they added some floating irrigators. There's that voiceover from that lady. Uh-huh. Who's like, uh, how do you feel now that all your loved ones are dead or some other atrocity has occurred that we don't know about? Who do you think that lady is, Charlie? Uh, I don't know. I think that was all just done for the trailer because it was clearly oh. not, it was clearly not like production audio. Oh, oh, see, this is where your, your, your technical prowess comes in. I'm like, she's a journalist who's hunted him down. And it's, and, and then I went into the whole, like, it's, they're just redoing, like, the Last Jedi plot. Like, he's on an island where he's drinking milk out of a cow and making his wine. And then she shows up and is like, teach me how to be a Star Trek captain. That's also possible. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I don't know if he's a big milk drinker. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. All he does, yeah. all he does, is drink wine now. Yeah, he's um, all pickled. He is pick well pickled. Pickled Picard. Um, they didn't give any. Um, there were no guest stars or anything shown. <laughs> Wait, you know what he is in that outfit? He's Jean Luc Picard. <laughs> You've been waiting since February for these jokes. Jokes on you, people. 30, 36 episodes has been enough of this ep- of this podcast. We can, we can shut her down. Shut up, Wesley. Yeah, so we know there was an accident or something. There was a big rescue that he was in charge of. Yes, and then something happened that was bad. And then he left Starfleet. And he was an admiral when he left Starfleet. He's all looking sad and distraught and wizened. Uh-huh. And King Lear-esque. Look, I know I'm in the minority, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think Patrick Stewart is a pretty good actor. What? Fight me. <laughs> Fight me, world, if you disagree. Stunning hot take. I think he's real good. Who do you think would win in a fight? Patrick Stewart or Ian McKellen? Oh, boy. Because you know they're friends. Yeah. McKellen's got the height. He's Patrick got the Stewart reach. seems a little bit more spry. Yeah. Yeah, well, he also may be a dirtier fighter. That's true. Like a little lower to the ground, kind of like boom, boom. A couple body uh, shots. Let me uh, let me see how old they are. Patty Stew is 78. Ian McKellen is 80. Mm. Yikes. 
These guys aren't going to be around forever. That's why they're making these episodes now. It's very exciting. Oh, it's so exciting. I'm giddy and goofy. This podcast could just be us giggling. Uh, now, I, I hesitate to even mention this, but I do have some a little... I got a little bit more inside information than I wanted to know about the show. And I immediately cut that tap off. Oh, my goodness. So I, I learned just a hint about something. Um, How exciting. It was exciting. But I don't want to know anymore. Sure. I want to watch it on screen. Okay. Oh, can we just point out that Jonathan Frakes is directing many episodes? Is he? Yes. Oh, good. Doesn't that make you feel good? It does. Um, He directed a bunch of Orville's. um, I love Jonathan Frakes. uh, And he he did really well on that show. And I also, if I haven't recommended it enough, the Orville's so good. You know what? That was going to be one of the things we were going to talk about in the second part of this. Maybe we should segue into that part. Seg. Here we go. Seg. 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 Let me just say this about Jonathan Frakes um, as our, because he directed this and he directed in the Orville. Um, Jonathan Frakes, as he ages, just is aging into like the embodiment of a like a warm, sumptuous hug. Like, have you seen him? Oh yeah. He just looks like you like a like you could hug him. And, like, he would give, like, the best hugs. And, like, while he's hugging you, maybe kind of rub your back a little bit. Um, but, like, in a really good way. Is he still uh, is he still doing it for you? Uh, uh, I, uh, yes. The short answer is yes. I would do it. <laughs> I would I would get in line to ride the Jonathan Frakes ride, for sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> 100%. That as he gets older, it's just even better, as far as I'm concerned. Because he's lived, he's seasoned. He's lived some life. Sure. Oh, Frakes. <laughs> He's still got the magic. Would um, Would Chris be okay with that? I think that Chris would be completely understanding. Let's okay. just say that he would be. <laughs> Great. So if you're both sex ghosts and Beverly made out with Riker at that, in that other episode, I think that would be okay. Yeah, that's right, because we're all in one family of sex ghosts. Yes. Yeah, let's not think about this (laughs) metaphor too much. It's falling apart before our eyes like a marzipan cake. This is is airtight. (laughs) Some of my best reasoning work just happened. Uh, What do you want to talk about? Shows that were like the, the, the thing? Yeah, shows that, oh, I'll say, it, I'll put it this way, shows that owe a debt to Star Trek, right? Sure. So Star Trek adjacent shows. So, so there's all the, like, Star Trek Discovery and DS9 and all that stuff, but there's also stuff like the Orville. Right. Which would not exist had Star Trek not been around. No, correct. And also uh, um, the classic movie Galaxy Quest. Of course. I love the Orville. It's so good. Even though that we don't like that one guy. This is what has kept me from the Orville, Charlie. No. I don't get like the guy. That. He's, get he's over that irritates part of it. me. He's so All right. good. All right. I'll get over it. You need to. That makes... Well, no, knowing that Jonathan Frakes directed some of it makes me think that I will give it a spin. Because then I'll be um, watching it and I'll be supporting Frakes Frakes. Because I, I know people are like, is it a comedy? Is it a drama? Like, it is... I mean, it's like a space adventure, but there's, like, jokes where there should be jokes, you know? Yeah. Like he, he's not sh- shy to point out when this thing is ridiculous, that would happen. That's good. That's good. We like jokes um, when jokes occur. I mean, how many times are you going to see a Klingon, basically what amounts to a Klingon orgy? 
a gay Klingon orgy happen oh. on a holodeck. You were selling the show to me super hard. Um, yeah, I have a feeling that would get your your lantern uh, uh, flame. <laughs> Charlie knows what I like. <laughs> Megan, nobody's asked you yet. Megan. <laughs> yes. How's the corn? Oh, Charlie, this is the hot time. This is the exciting time. This is, here we are. It's June. The corn is sprouting up. It's a race. It's like the moon race. You remember in the 60s when, when it was like NASA and Russia and we were all racing to see like who's going to get to the new moon? It's like that, only it's corn. It's like who is going to, who's, 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 which corn shafts are going to break free into the light? Who's going to grow the richest, most feckin' corn? Now is the time, right? Corn hides the elephant's eye by the 4th of July. Not no more, because we got fertilizer, yo. So corn's already there. The problem is, it's a little wet, and everything's getting kind of, like, slippery. So it's a little highway to the danger zone if you go into the cornfields. I don't recommend going into the cornfields unless you have appropriate you know like stuff on you gotta be like beekeeper shit do you understand like you gotta wear Uh like the netting and the gloves and like the boots and stuff because you gotta stay away from the corn mites a lot of people don't know about the corn mites but the corn mites they're these little like they're kind of like mice but they're like these like little creatures and they live like amongst the corn they have a very short like light they're like hatched in may they'll die out by august but they're they'll bite you they're little ankle biters and Uh they'll get you Odd, corn mites, that's where uh, uh, the tooth fairy comes from. Uh, the legend of the tooth fairy comes from the corn mites because they'll bite you. And if you fall down asleep because you drank too much liquor, then they'll bite your mouth and your teeth will come out. What do you think the tooth fairy is, Megan? I just told you, Charlie. I was very <laughs> clear about it. It was a corn mite. It's an old legend that comes from the corn mites that bite the teeth out of your face. A, a quick note for everybody not from Iowa, apparently. The tooth fairy... <laughs> If you leave a tooth under your pillow, the tooth fairy comes and gives you money for it and takes the tooth away. No one's mouth is ever bitten. What? What are you talking about? You put money under a... What? <laughs> no. No. If you no. have a, if you have a, like an impacted tooth or a cavity, you go and lie in a field uh-huh. and you drink a, a lot of liquor. Like, that's why you don't want to have a cavity in the winter, right? That's what they say, you know... When it snows, no teeth for you. Like, that's an old saying, they say. So you want to yeah. wait till the summer, and then you go, you lie in a field, passed out on, like, you know, liquor, corn liquor maybe, and then the, the, you wait for your, your rotted tooth to get harvested by the mites. Everybody okay. knows this. They don't do this in Los Angeles? It's no, absurd. it's different. It's different in Texas, and it's different apparently in Iowa. What do they do in Texas? You'd think Texas they would know about it. Um, well, <laughs> uh, it's like I said with the thing, you, you put your child's tooth under a pillow, and then while the child is sleeping, you replace that tooth with money, and then you take the tooth and, I guess you put it in a box? See, okay, I'll buy that kind of, like, macabre capitalist hoodwink from Los Angeles, California, but I expect, I expect better from Wichita Falls, Texas, right? Like, well, they should know about... Now that we're saying everything out, everyone's various tooth fairy rituals out loud, they both sound equally ridiculous. 
for dollars, kids. <laughs> oh, there's a good episode title. Corn, corn, and corn, that corn. was Megan's Corn Report. Also, I should point out before we go, uh, we we passed by it, but we just had our fourth anniversary. <gasps> our podcast is four years old. April 22nd, 2015, we came out. What's amazing um, about that, Charlie, is our friendship is only three years old. So good for us. Yeah, we did it. We met <laughs> on this podcast. We were randomly paired by the podcast chairman board. <laughs> Took us and, a solid uh, year to warm up to each other. That's right. Um <laughs> Four years ago, this very day, May 28th, which is the day we're recording, uh, we premiered our episode, uh, A Warrior's Drink, which was about, it was our 10 forward episode. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Good for us. Can you believe we, we still it. have things to talk about? <laughs> I can't, well, we don't. <laughs> well, we somehow do. It um, hasn't I stopped think- us. It hasn't stopped us. Megan give me, is giving me the sign that she needs to put on her Victorian dressing gown <laughs> and saunter into the graveyard <laughs> for, for a little Let afternoon. me tell you, it's, it's fun here. It's fun. This is a good um, life I'm leading. So we'll be back soon. Yeah! We'll, defi- we'll definitely be back when the Picard show premieres because we're going to transition into a Picard-centric episode or series. It's going to be good. Who knows what it's going to be called? Will it be called Set Phasers to Fun or something else? Tune in to find out. Yeah, I will also tune in to find out. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to well, ask the podcast chairman. Good luck, everyone. We did it. Don't, if you do not have any tooth ailments, do not lie down in a field and nope. let the corn mites take your teeth. That's called borrowing trouble, friends. You don't want it. <laughs> All right. So long, friends. Bye. I don't want the game to end. I can see that, Captain.